Hey y'all, this is Lee from the Magic Our Way Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast, minus the person who usually starts the show, Austin. He unfortunately cannot join us tonight, um, but you know, me and the big guy, Chris, we still had to get together. We still had to do our thing, Thizzle, tonight. Keep the content rolling. Hold down the fort, really. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I, it's unfortunate. So the, one of the reasons why uh, Austin wasn't able to make it tonight was due to his, his wife girlfriend lover i think it was her mom right that got covid and they were in like close contact so he's just like being extra precautious yeah austin's doing the responsible thing okay he could have been exposed and he doesn't want to expose us 100 percent. there you go hey now i fortunately got my second vaccine today so how'd it go how'd it go so the vaccine went well um it didn't hurt nearly as bad this time as it did uh, last time. Last time it hurt my mm. arm, bro, and it was sore for like, I would say a week. I've still felt like the residual effects, but today the dude did it. He gave me a little countdown. I don't know. Maybe that made it like less like intense because the other chick just like I turned around and I was like prodded, dude, like branded Spit on it once. oh my gosh and like just no no tlc or love behind it but today it was good i didn't i don't feel shitty they said that after the second one people usually get rocked so i don't know maybe tomorrow i'll just wake up and feel like shit could be you planning on taking it when you because austin said that you guys are going to be able to start taking it uh probably when it's available because honestly jobs are going to probably want you to if look, look, I'll say this: If a job requires it, that's going to be when. Mm-hmm. Because like I don't, I don't have any like conspiracies or anything against it. Like, you know what I mean? I think I feel like that's semi what it comes down to. Like, but uh, it's just it's just you know if it's convenient, I will. It's well, if it's like as convenient as it was for me. For some people, I know they have to wait in lines for like two hours. That's not convenient. I was in and out of my place today in 25 minutes. Wow. And it, it was super smooth. I was even a, ahead of like my designated appointment time. But I also got COVID tested today too because the district's requiring us. I go back to school Monday. So they require us that we got to get a test, test negative. And it's not required to get the vaccine, but I would say 90% of the teachers at our school have, uh, have gotten it. Oh, hey, it's on the up and up. Everybody seems to be in good spirits with us, so don't be afraid to take it, bro. That being said, how was the rest of your week? Um, let's see. Well, wait, hold on, hold on. Are we doing my week now? Was that your whole week? Was that everything? Well, that I got COVID tested. I went yeah. back to work. Uh, yeah, I mean, my week, it, it just flew by, bro, because I had to wake up at 5.30 every morning, and when you do that, and you're working for six, seven hours in the morning, and then you come home, it's either like, okay, do I take a nap? Am I productive now? Like, what do I do? And this week, I chose to take a nap every single day. 
definitely don't sweat it. Okay. <laughs> like, and, and I'll get in, I'll get into my shit now because like, I, I'm definitely feeling you. Like it's been a very hard week cause I just started a new job. It's ass. Don't like it. Okay. And you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just tough. It's just physically tough. And, uh, like I get home and I'm like, that was the thing of today. Work was today. Okay. That was it. You know, not doing that to any other crazy shit. Like, and one of the days out of the week, I was like, bro, it's not time to go to bed, but I want to, I want to sleep. And that just not fucking compatible. Okay. Like, bro, I had the same, was it like, were you on your phone at all? Like I was on my phone one night and I was like, what, what are you doing? Like get your ass. You have to be up in six hours. Like get off of TikTok, go to bed. Is that similar? Or was yours like, well, what happened was I, I it was like, it was like seven o'clock or something. And I wanted to sleep, but I couldn't because I need to sleep a little later. I get up at around like eight o'clock, right? You go up, at, you, you go to, you sleep at like seven o'clock. Like you're going to wake up at like three in the morning. Okay. So I'm like, shit. So I did take a nap and I did the, the thing that like almost never works. I did a timer nap and I'm like one hour. That's all you fucking get. Okay. It worked. Albeit it usually never works. I would say that the timer nap has enough like uh, efficiency rating of like 20%. Sounds about right. Honestly. Um, and that uh, might even be too high. Maybe like, like, and I really do mean it when I say it never works this time it did, but like, I just might've been getting shitty sleep and like happened to like wake up. Who knows what it was? Yeah. I haven't been dreaming too much, but I have a funny story about my coworker who's been recording his dreams. So like what he does is whenever he has a dream, he'll wake up or like, I, don't, I mean, when, when he wakes up, he, he doesn't just have a dream and is like, okay, it's time, time to start recording. No. Okay. So he wakes up, he gets his phone, he goes to his voice memos and in his voice memos, he like, will just talk about what happened. So he shared a couple with me, bro. And that is the funniest fucking thing in the world because you can tell it's super raw. Like you can hear like he's given his dream in like this kind of tone of voice. Cause it's like three in the morning. But anyways, in this dream, he got chased around by five-year-olds on bicycles with AK 47s. So, I mean, it, that's the kind of like those little minuscule details that you might forget. But he hits every single one of them and all he does is just like record himself. So this is just a little tip out there for anybody who's like, dang, I've never I have fun dreams and I never like remember them. You start recording voice memos. You're going to have the greatest memories in like 10 years. You're going to be like, all right, what was I thinking this night? And then blow your own fucking mind. Okay, so I've heard of the dream journals that that's that's like the older version. It's like, oh do a dream journal but like it, it's it kind of comes down to like when i wake up i'm not gonna go write some shit down okay like like yeah yeah we're all like stupid and, and nobody knows how to write or read anymore i don't want to do that okay and i also don't want to like if some people like record themselves i don't want any sort of obligation the second i fucking wake up however i'm good at dreaming like like some people like never dream i feel like i get interesting dreams often but however, if you're pissed off that you're not recording your dreams, apparently helps that really it, So it's kind of like, 
usually like some whack shit happens like oh it was Wee herman and he, uh, but he was a gorilla you know whatever it is whatever it is that day um and then you you just forget it by by noon or if even like you know barely into the day yeah so it helps no definitely i'm gonna try doing it because i'm assuming like i'm due i'm due for like one vivid dream a week and it's because i'm on the pots most of the time mm. you don't really dream too much when you when you smoke a lot that's true you don't get into like the the final rem stage of like where where dreams like are initiated so if i if i did want to dream hard i know exactly what i got to do and i just got to like you know sober october it for a little okay um but anyways chris we don't really have much news. Um, there was this Marvel, the new Marvel uh, show that we're going to watch. So I'm hoping when Austin comes back next week, we can watch that. Because I know you guys have like, you know, your little comic tie-in. It, what is it called? It's called like Falcon. Uh, when, I believe it's Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Yes. It might be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm out of the loop. Okay. We haven't watched it. Leave us alone. Right just came out you can't blame it like literally just came out today oh yeah i love it when i find out i have more excuses than i come to bat with it's just like, it just it, came out that it just came out they changed the name like actually three weeks ago so bam that too yeah i'm i'm ex- I, I'm, I'm hopeful because wandavision i watch out i'm like oh that's good and she's hot but that's like another story you know this i'm also excited for i uh when i because i found on wikipedia because i was like all right let me do a little research on this because i'm not the most well-versed comic book comic character kind of guy so i did a little research and i saw that the production budget for this uh show is going to be like 150 million dollars guess how much they spent on wandavision because this one's a hundred no it's more they spent more on wandavision yes honestly i I, i'm one of those people that has never seen that money and can't really perceive money that high. I know. I know. I've asked you this question multiple times. And every time you're like, George with the money, cut the shit. Yeah, bro. You're you're the guy. Yeah. By, by the dip sell. (laughs) But, uh, I have no idea. Um, I'll say half a billion dollars, half a billion dollars. Yes. Okay. So perspective as like somebody who pretty much watches all the Marvel movies. Okay. No Marvel movie has been bad enough yet where like I don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? So that's like what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem they had a show though. They had two shows before all this. Like uh, these other shows, like WandaVision got announced. It was Agents of Shield. There's an organization called Shield. I did. I remember seeing like commercials for that. Yeah, Nick Fury, uh, Samuel Jackson. He's like he's he's a member of Shield. So like that's like the pretty much the coolest part of it and uh agents peggy carter i think was the name somebody related to captain america the problem with those shows is when you see marvel you really you want that like high shelf fucking the budget is high like the stakes are high the but you know ever all the graphics look it's insane like when you watch end game you know you're like wow like that was all those effects were so visually impressive it's like the Michael Bay of VFX or something like, yes, we just come here for the VFX. Okay. Yes. And that's fine. Um, but these, these two shows, agents of shields, shield and Peggy Carter, 
they devolved into like the first season didn't do well, so they like cut all the all the funding for it, and it was just like a crappy, less than mid ass show. Like, no, that's so, what happens though, bro. And that's what I'm afraid might happen to this one because like that's a staggering difference. Like, I think it was four hundred fifty million dollars for Wandavision, and then you got a hundred fifty million for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it's like whoa. But I know Wandavision like. I think that there was so much VFX going on, like with that the big town and like the shield and all yeah, these it was like super heavy. It was like some end game level like stuff going on. It was, it was, but it was much needed. It was much needed to like help carry that show because it had it been three more episodes of them like living in like the sixties and stuff, and there not being like any cool tech around them. Like I feel like I would have been like, okay, it would just I'm, been like a novelty. Like yeah, oh that was cute. Yeah. It was good for one watch. Move on, right? We can't wait to see him in the movies. But um, I did see this the other day. Um, there is going to be Space Jam 2. Did you ever watch the original Space Jam? Uh, yeah, but however, my, my memory of it was watching it only just a few years ago. Mm. And um, yes, I've seen it. That's my answer. Yes. Okay. Well, they're coming out with Space Jam 2 this summer. Um, LeBron James is going to be the uh the main character now, the Michael Jordan, right? Okay. Um, but the VFX, the reason why I tie that in, right? The VFX for that are going to be insane because I mean they did a great job of um all like those the the CG back in uh the freaking nineties when they created Space Jam, the original one. I can't even fathom the kind of shit that that's going to be in the Space Jam two movie. Uh, I'm excited for that big time sports guy. So stay tuned. We will definitely be going to the theater for that. That would be super cool because the theaters, right, bro, they're we're back. back. We're back, bro. Uh, uh, Space Jam. Yes. And Space Jam 2. Small tangent and also related to other stuff. A. Okay. When I watched Space Jam 1 recently, I, I really wasn't a fan, honestly, only because I watched it and I was like, okay, I don't care about like the the novelty of like the cartoon characters in real life and the basketball. None of it like n- neither of it persuaded me, you know, I'm not a sports fan. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought like, oh, who framed Roger Rabbit? It had it did the the cartoon thing better than that. So I'm like, here's the good movie, here's the bad movie. Okay. Um however, animation in a live action movie like that, I just watched the Tom and Jerry movie. The new one? Yeah. How was it? You know what? People are talking shit on it, but I watched it and we only watched it because we thought it was going to be bad. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's like, it's going to be so bad. Something's going to be funny because of how bad it is. And I came out saying, wow, why was that a competent fucking movie? Way better than you would have ever thought such a fucking thing would be, right? It's not a silent film, is it? No, not at all. No, it's like a, like a, if you ever seen like, I thought of like the Smurfs live action or Gar- like the Garfield live action that came out like the 2000s terrible fucking movies okay what are you gonna do right yeah but uh it, it's like that where it's live action and there's a story and there's act actors and actresses and and then they're animated in but, but just like a lot of the parts of Space Jam or Who Framed Roger Rabbit yes. you know what I mean yes except they're animated like Tom and Jerry cartoons those just the you know the, the all the animal characters like Tom and Jerry themselves yeah the animation in that was 
was pretty good i thought some people said it was bad but like i thought it was pretty good it, lo- it looked very clean and modern okay so. it, was it like a lion king-esque like detail or is it still like look cartoonish uh com- it's like drawn tom and jerry they're drawn okay okay so then it, it, it so they're just that's super why people are probably in like a real situation. That's basically. why people are probably like shitting on it is because I don't know. We're getting so pampered with like these insane level graphics and films and like those individual hairs move. Like I, I watched that Pixar freaking YouTube clip once on like how, you know, Sully yeah. was created down to the T. So I mean, it could it could be, you know, that we're getting too spoiled and we got to like appreciate the value and you appreciate that you fucking you like it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. And um, like when you, when you say that, one of the first things I think is like, bro, who liked the lying, the new Lion King? OK, those animals look fucking creepy. They did. OK, they did. They don't. They're like, are, do we go realistic or not? We don't know. Here's Satan, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, I, 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 good movie. Tom and Jerry is actually good. Dope, bro. Dope. Um, so this kind of leads into, well, I mean, Space Jam. And then we, we'll discuss what we watched today, which was Game Over, man. Um, but it's March Madness time. And I just had Chris tear up my, my sports betting ticket from today, uh, right before the show. So RIP to everybody's bracket out there, because there's never been a perfect bracket in the world, Chris. I don't know if you've ever known this. This has been going on for 90 years, I think. And there's 64 teams. And there's never been one bracket that was filled out successfully. Yeah. Do you think like there's one day we'll have an AI or maybe somebody does have an AI that like has all the statistics or something like, like, uh, like, like a money ball situation where it's yeah. like, when you look at the, the layout, you know, of the teams and all the statistics of individual players, this is what, you know, who's going to win and Bro, what's the score going to be? It's, it's insane how close they get because like, I'm like, we just talked about with the meet you tearing up my sports bet. Like they thought Purdue was going to win. And I believe like the spread was like six and a half points or something. And I mean, like, although they did lose, you know, they knew it was still going to be a close game. So just to even know that, you know, a team has a shot, or a team like doesn't even remotely have a shot. That shit's so impressive to me. And like, yeah, no, if you're, if you, if you're like into math, if you don't get into sports betting, like you're an idiot. Sports betting's being opened up all across the country now. It used to be like so frowned, oh, not frowned yeah. upon. It's so, it's so weird. I, like, as somebody who lives in Las Vegas, I always thought like nowhere else really has this. That's nuts. But yes. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I when the first time you leave Las Vegas and you're like, where's all the casinos? Or you walk into a hotel and you're like, there's no slot machines in here. And then that's like the big realization moment. Like, Oh damn. We live in one of the coolest places in the world. Yes, we do. It's mentioned in everything. Like, I think that is probably one of my like favorite parts about Las Vegas is like, we're everybody's good time. Hmm. You know, like everybody, whenever it's mentioned in a movie or, you know, you even just hear somebody randomly talking from another country or like you, you go like when I've gone out of the country and I say, yeah, I'm from Las Vegas. People look at you like, what the fuck? You live in Las Vegas, oh, bro? American Johnny here. Comes wow, from wow, Las we, Vegas. 
Look at him. He's got the money. <laughs> James Silverado the <II>. second. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so the movie game over, man. From the guys who created Workaholics. What an excellent movie. It's been out for two years now. Uh, this was like their big come out party in like the movie business. Cause I mean, if you guys haven't seen workaholics, um, the three guys, the three main characters there, and I'm, I, I know Anders is one of them and I'm like blanking, uh, I'm blanking on the other two, man. Anders, Adam and Blake. Autumn. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Anders, Adam and Blake. And this was like their, their passion project. Essentially. They had always talked about, you know, doing a movie together and then Netflix, you know, just threw the dough at them and said, Hey, you guys write this thing and we're going to produce the fuck out of a great movie. Now I've seen this before. So, you know, it was a couple of years ago. So I, I, I don't really remember too much of it, but after rewatching it, I recognized like how just creative and out there this movie is when it comes to, you know, plot loop uh, plot loopholes character progressions they spare no expense at uh blowing people's heads away too like i think it's like a badass action film at the same mm -hmm. time um but it's your first time watching it chris what did you like, think of it all so first i'll give you my thoughts coming into it i was like oh like you told me about this movie and all i heard was a movie and it's the guys from workaholics and i'm like whatever it is it's funny i want to watch it already okay and uh they just they just have this impeccable stooge style like trio you know what i mean and it's it works okay so i was already optimistic coming into it and then uh i'm very definitely positive i thought i'm glad that they got the chance to make this fucking movie cuz it was dumb. It, it, and also as somebody who like, I'm, I'm a person who isn't like super into action films, but I think more than a lot of my peers are, I watched, you know, the diehard movies, the Rambos, all the Schwarzenegger movies, Terminators, Commando, Alien, you know, all the stuff. Okay. And I was very, I loved seeing them also parody the genre in front of me for, you know, the fucking main, the main bad guy, he looks just like Hans Gruber from fucking Die Hard One, right? Yes. You know, yes. and and the, the the guy, the shirtless guy hanging from the window. It's like, oh yeah, Die Hard. You know what I mean? So uh, I definitely appreciated the movie. I uh, one of my favorite things was like the uh, the creativity between the three in in some of the situations they're in. Um, they they stuck to like the I'm the big idea guy, you're the constructed guy, and the other guy is like, all right, how are we all gonna make this like figure all this out? And you know, so it's not confusing ever at times on like you know where they're going in each situation, but it later on in the movie, like when they're coming up on their final big like plan, you uh you get like this this sense of like all right i'm going to try to figure this out before them like how the hell are they going to get out of this situation you know they have a whole bunch of salvia plants they got all, everybody in a conference room like i i was personally trying to puzzle together you know what do you do besides just go guns a blazing in there going crazy um i also really do appreciate that they 
continued the same like character traits from workaholics. Like they're all relatively the same exact character. Yeah. Just in a ma- well, in a uh, what do they call it? A housekeeper form. Yes. I was like when they first use different names, like there's uh like Duncan whatever. Leave me alone. Yeah, we'll just call him Durs. <laughs> Durs Blake and Adam. One of them <laughs> looks to the other and calls them a different name from workaholics, and I'm like, okay, all right, all right, you guys kind of playing the same people, <laughs> but that's a, I understand it's intellectual property, you can't use it, okay? Comedy Central, whatever, but uh, it, it works the same way, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's like three three buddies, and like they're all stupid, they're all dumb, but you know they they you know you got the got the smart guy. Who's kind of smart? You got the fucking the kind of normal guy. You got the kind of weird guy. You know, I uh, out of all the ruses, uh, I think my favorite ruse was by far the masturbation hanging. Um, so they're about they're in this scene. They're about to get caught by the 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 guards that are coming through the the hotel, clearing out all the rooms, and they're panicking. They don't know what the hell to do. So Adam just was like. Don't worry, guys. I got this. You know, takes off his belt. So, you know, you get you get about a 15 to 30 second window of like, all right, what the hell? How the hell are they going to get out of guys coming in the room with two guns? So he goes in the closet. He puts a belt around his neck and like hangs himself from the coat rack. As he has his pants off with his dick in his hand. And I know it sounds weird because like, I mean, like my favorite scene in the movies where the guy hangs dong. But hey, my favorite so, scene in the movie is where the guy hangs dong. Clip that. <laughs> bro, bro, the, the, nobody's going to click on the fucking article. They're just going to see, oh, George likes dong. That'll get us hella clicks. Hey, dude, I, my reputation does not precede the bag, okay? That's the truth. Like, like the Bay said, I sleep, I've slept with 10,000 women. Of course, I've eaten a couple of dudes' asses before just natural they slide in bro the like there was also an there was a type of humor that i didn't always see necessarily workaholics that i saw in this there was like this these random bits of like absurdist humor and uh you know okay adam fucking autoerotic asphyxiates and so the guys catch him right ahaha his fucking cocks the bro dudes hanging dog the guards start talking about like their like vacation they're gonna take or whatever, <laughs> and, and and you slowly realize that the two male guards are together, like they're like a, they're actually a couple, and they're gonna run away after they you know the heist or whatever the fuck is over. You don't know at that point in the movie what the bad guys are doing. Let's call it a heist, and uh, so then they start like making out and like they're they start banging on the bed, so they immediately subvert the fucking autoerotic asphyxiation and goes into another totally absurd fucking situation, which I appreciate that. It, it, Cause you have to, you have to like undermine what you just saw. Like people are still shocked cause it's a double whammy. Like you think you're going to see more cock once those two guys start making out and you're like, they're about to show gay porn. Why isn't this rated X? Why isn't this rated X? Like, it, it, what if this was just a game over? Man, is just a giant ploy for just a uh, 
a hostage situation gay porno. Hey, hey bro, this, this subliminal conditioning is getting fucking wacky, there, okay? Hold on, because there's so much gay shit that goes on in the movie. A- absolutely, and that's like half of the funniest, like, there's gross-out humor, right? Which is like, you're talking about shit and dicks, okay? Lots of things do it. Workaholics is no stranger. But then, like, I don't know, like, you can't, if you only half-ass it, it's not that funny. But then, like, you full-ass it, and then, like, yeah, he's gonna have his cock out, and they're, they're gonna have gay sex, and they have to find a way out of the situation. Like, bro, you have to full-ass it. He, speaking of full-ass, the dude eats the other guy's ass at the end of the movie, like, hard, hard body eats that ass. And you're like, whoa. I don't know. A, they completely, you know, are not afraid just to, just to blow people's minds you know you think three funny guys they'd want these badass chicks and pussy and then you end up realizing you know one of them's gay at the end but they always knew he was gay i think that's what makes it even funnier is you have so much little gay subliminal messaging throughout the entire film and at the end the gay dude saves the day by not even using a gun he just goes up to the chick and starts like clapping in her face telling her to apologize bro his Karen transformation was fucking beautiful. Okay. So Blake, that's what we're calling him. Shut the fuck up. It's Blake. It's Blake. Okay. He's like the first, one of the first jokes of him is, is he's closeted, right? It's like, okay, he's closeted. All right. This is going to be funny somewhere down the road. Keep that in mind for later. So then he comes out and he lets down his hair and it's very similar to what it usually is in workaholics. And um, he just becomes very, very, a very sassy Karen against like the Russian woman, like bad guy. And he just bitch slaps her a bunch of fucking times. Bum, 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 bum. Not just, just ruthless, unafraid. Just like he made the gay community proud when he did that. Because they, he showed that they're not people to fuck around with. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like, I, I'm the guy who always cringes at like, the constant attempts of like, like, like movies taking the low hanging fruit, like, Oh, something really brave happened. Like, I don't get that vibe. I'm like the great character development. Funny as fuck. Yes. It checks all the fucking boxes, dude. Yes. So what was like your funniest scene and then tie it in with whatever you'd give it pineapple rating wise. Oh, the funniest scene. This had a lot of funny moments. All right, I'm going to tell you about two. One going to be quick, one's going to be long. Gotcha. That's what she said. Perfect. The first, because I'm sick in the head, the fact that they committed to blowing up the dog and killing the dog, that was funny as fuck. It's a, just a little, little like chihuahua. They blow it up in a fish tank and just whoosh, red water. <laughs> that was funny as fuck. Like, like, oh, bro. Wait, no, no, no. This was funnier. They fucking killed Shaggy. Wait, they killed St- they killed Steve-O and Shaggy. Yes. Which was, which, hilarious use of, like, celebrities. I think that's really funny. That adds a lot of, like, stupid context to it. That was funny as fuck, okay? The part that I like the most, however, I think was when they used the Skintendo pleasure suit. For a practical use, okay? And it's just taking it. It's fucking Metallica starts playing and it fucking takes out all the guards. 
that was like the the pov of the windmill fist yes yes that was the most fucking hilarious part because it's like why does this work it shouldn't <laughs> it, it just goes to it because it, almost home alone-esque mm. in the in the creativity of like how they stop these people um with that being said what would you give this pineapple rating wise Let's let me think. Let me run all the numbers. Let me crunch the numbers, buddy. Yes. Yeah, okay. You go do that. And while you crunch, I'm gonna say my favorite part. Okay. Um yeah. because it's a workaholics tie. Um, and and we <laughs> literally 30 seconds before, you know, Jillian from Workaholics shows up, Chris references that, you know, the the manager boss lady um who's in charge of like this whole event, he's like, Oh this is the Jillian of the movie. You know, if we're tying together the workaholics crowd, then 30 seconds later, it cuts to like Jillian being held hostage upstairs with all the other celebrities and her getting blamed for shitting her pants. And then she says, you know, I didn't shit my pants. I'm not going to blame it on anybody. And like, starts like winking and nodding over at the chick right next to her. And then eventually she gets found out and it was her that shit her pants and she has to like walk away and she's like, oh, it's running down my leg. And you can see like the shit stain coming from behind her. <laughs> and it's just like the perfect Jillian tie in because she, I think she's my favorite character. That's not Anders, Durs or uh, Anders, Adam or Blake and workaholics. Yeah. Hands down. So when I saw her, I, I was uh, very pleased, very pleased. I'll go ahead and give my pineapple rating on this movie. It's it's not too tough for me. Uh, this is a 4.75 for me. Uh, every time I've watched it, I've cracked up laughing at some point in time. I love movies that have action and an insane amount of comedy tied in with it. And this provided that like tenfold because they're not afraid to, like I said, blow a motherfucker's head off and show it. Um or cut the dude's dick off in the first 20 minutes of the film, the, the boss's dick gets cut off. Like there's a whole bunch of just insanely out there moments. And you tie it in with the creativity of the guys who wrote it. And there was Seth Rogen who produced it. And I think like they, they all came together and they said, Hey, this is, this is our passion project. Let's fucking nail it. And they did, but it's not five worthy in my opinion. So that's, that's my spiel. All right. I'm going to say I'm more in the ballpark of a four point four point twenty five. Okay. Not quite four point five. Four point five, I think, is like almost perfect. Like four point five, you can only get so much better from there. And that's reserved for some really good ass movies. This was just very funny. This was all the characters are good and all the parts of the movie were exceptionally funny so it, it does exactly what it's supposed to and i've also had this workaholics itch i'm like ah, i might rewatch the whole show again and the, you know all the episodes i haven't seen and this this hit it like this does it on purpose like you, we know what you came here for boss <laughs> we're gonna get you back into our show workaholics no i might uh i might kick it on again too because i've been seeing it pop up on my hulu hulu feed and i'm like fuck because once you start like watching Workaholics, you don't even like it's one of those shows now that I've watched it so many times I can just leave it on in the background and I know most of the episodes are all fucking hilarious. So, like it's like become the office to me where it's just like if I ever play the office again, it's just like 
a background noise. Mm-hmm. And I know everything. I don't know workaholics like to that level yet, but I mean, it's the same premise. Is there any projects that you guys are working on for Truly Bizarre right now? You want to plug here yes. at the end? Go yes. ahead. I don't know if Austin has came out and said this yet, but I'll spoil it for him. Do it. Um, he's working on a video about, I believe he said shadow people or shadow entities. Mm-hmm. Very similar to a ghost, but not, it's not exactly a ghost. More like shadow beings. Okay. And that's kind of, that's, that's all I, I could kind of get off him was like, that's like the basic premise. So it's, which is very ominous. Like the fuck are shadow things? <laughs> what the fuck are they? But that's the fun. You know yes. what I mean? Like, what the hell are, what are you talking about? And uh, I'm working on a video about a creature called the Mokele Mbembe. Still working on that, which I, I we talked about that before. Yes, yes. We talked about that in the Coming to America episode. Apparently. There's yeah. a dinosaur in Africa somewhere, maybe. Maybe yeah. not. You guys are crushing it over there. Keep producing that content because, I mean, at the end of the day, right, we're just taking a whole bunch of darts and we're tossing them at the wall. And that's kind of crazy that the podcast ends with my my mic stand falling off. This is us getting booed off the stage by the forces of nature. And I feel so proud that we've reached this, that level of just unviewable fucking media. I'm glad that's what we are. Hey, because eventually we will become some viewable media somewhere in the world. After you make the, the Makembe Mabumbo episode, we might be like really popular in Kenya or something. <laughs> Dude, Kenya's badass. Bro, fu- I, I, I see what's his face parting with the pygmies looking for Makeli Mabembe. The guy was on Joe Rogan. Ch- Cho? Chu or Cho? KJ. Wait, the comedian? <sighs> I don't remember. It, he went out to the Congo to find the dinosaur Makeli Mabembe. Yeah. And the he just hung out with a bunch of pygmies, which it's like locals in like the Congo area in different oh, parts of okay. Africa. And they just like got him drunk and high and partied <laughs> with him. I think it was like David Cho or something like that. Probably. I got to check out that episode because it sounds pretty interesting. I, I want to hear about that. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, minus my arm stand now, uh, please go ahead. Follow us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, uh, go to YouTube, subscribe to us. We got a couple of clips up. Expect some more clips coming here in the distant future. Um, go to the GCP, subscribe to the GCP too. We got some big projects coming up for the summertime. Once I'm off and I'm able to produce a lot more content than what I've been doing. Uh, and, and that's all. That's all we have. Chin queen. Chin queen.